Ladies, gentlemen, and those who don't identify as such, my name is Cole Johnson, and welcome to the first ever, the inaugural, the penultimate, I don't really know what penultimate means, but I felt like throwing it in there anyway, episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. It is an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to have you here with me listening to my ramblings about sports and nerd stuff and all of that. Uh, a little bit about me. I am a aspiring sportscaster slash podcaster slash DM slash fanfiction writer slash a lot of whole other stuff because I love two things in this world more than just about anything other than my nephew because he's the most adorable six-year-old in the entire world and that's sports and nerd stuff. And for the longest time, those two were mutually exclusive. I wasn't allowed to enjoy both of them when I was in high school. Let's let's cue time-traveling music to the past. Now, I wasn't really allowed to enjoy both of them. My friends on both sides would kind of make fun of me for liking the other. Um, my nerd friends would be like, I don't get sports, they're so dumb. And my... Jock friends were like, dude, you're a dork for liking that weird anime nonsense. Meanwhile, they're loving Dragon Ball Z. Guess what? It's anime, dude. Just enjoy it. And I I always wondered why the two always had to be mutually exclusive. In recent years, that's changed a lot with a lot of athletes being like, hey, dude, I'm into all this crazy stuff. You've got... Guys like Joe Manganiello, who is obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons, and it's wonderful. And you've got guys like Michael B. Jordan, who is probably the most sought-after man in the entire world, <laughs> um, talking about how much he loves anime and Japanese culture and all that, which I think is really cool. And I think it'll be a lot of fun to kind of combine the two, and maybe the people who listen to this can... Uh, maybe for just one part of it, can find something else that they could love. Maybe, you know, somebody who hasn't really been into sports all that much can be like, you know, just talk, just listen to this guy talk about basketball and how much he loves it. Kind of makes me want to want to check it out every now and again, which you know is awesome. I would love that. Maybe you've got a guy who's just here for the sports stuff or the wrestling stuff and doesn't really enjoy all that other stuff, all the other anime and video games and all those things and understand why so many people love it and find something that he enjoys. So that's just kind of what I envision for this podcast. And so schedules every Monday, like today, at this moment where I'm talking to you right now, I will be discussing sports news, stuff uh, that happened over the weekend stuff that happened the week before and kind of catch up everyone as to what happened if you're not all caught up on Wednesdays, which is one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is a Dungeons and Dragons game that I am DMing. Uh, it's a custom setting that I wrote myself using fifth edition rules. So I'm really excited. Uh, there's been some things that I've thrown in there that uh, should differ from what most people are used to 
And some people would be like, oh, well, dude, are you just trying to be Critical Role? No, I'm really not. Uh, I love Critical Role, and I love Matthew Mercer. May he live forever. But I recognize that those guys are professional actors, and the only thing I can do is be the best me. So that's what I'm going to do. And I think I had some ideas that are a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the first episode of that will upload actually this Thursday because we are recording it on Wednesday. So I will record it Wednesday night and edit it and release it Thursday morning. So keep a lookout for that uh, this upcoming Thursday. And Fridays are Nerd News where we talk about different video games that are coming out that people might be interested in. We talk about some movies. I know everyone's been talking about the Broly movie from Dragon Ball Super. Fingers crossed I still haven't watched it, but I need to. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to talk about things like science fiction books and fantasy books and things like that. Because if you know me, if you've ever spoken to me once in my entire life, you will know that I'm obsessed with those kinds of things. I literally have science fiction tattoos on my forearms. Yes, it's that bad. But as far as... Uh, what I plan to get out of this, just sharing my love for these two supposedly opposite sides of the spectrum with everyone around me. And I feel like this is the best platform to do that. So, without further ado, we are going to get into the first sports episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. Thank you. So, on the docket for the first ever sports episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness, DeMarcus Cousins has finally debuted for the Golden State Warriors. The Celtics, everyone wonders if they're going to continue this pattern of winning a lot in a row and then losing a lot in a row. And also, the NFL Conference Championships. There's a lot we can get into there. A lot. So that'll be a while. We're going to take a trip up to Nashville to talk about the Preds. This literally just happened about 45 minutes ago, so I'm really excited about it. And we'll take a look at some WWE stuff. We're about to hit the road to WrestleMania with the Royal Rumble next week, so we'll get into that as well. First up, DeMarcus Cousins has finally, 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 finally showed up in Oakland. Boogie has landed. And this was the moment that everyone was waiting for the Warriors lined up five All-Stars from last year's All-Star game. That's the first time in 42 years that five All-Stars have started for one team. DeMarcus Cousins, he, he got in the game. And then if you've ever seen My Hero Academia, which you should, it's wonderful and it's great. DeMarcus Cousins pretty much came in and somehow off the first play of the game, well, it's not somehow, the Warriors are the Warriors. You have to literally guard everyone or you will lose. DeMarcus Cousins had a wide open dunk. And he had a very all might, I am here entrance. Because he just yammed it on the entire opposing team. It was, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, but Cousins got interviewed after the game because the Warriors essentially just ran away with it. They won by, I think, like 23 or something ridiculous number like that. 
Cousins had finished the game with 14 points, six rebounds, uh, three of four from deep in 15 minutes, um, which is a pretty good stat line, in my opinion. Uh, if you can do all that in 15 minutes, I'm terrified to see what you can do in 48. So, Cousins is... Everyone was always worried about whether or not Cousins is a, is a good fit for the Warriors because he's very back-to-the-basket kind of a... He's a very old-school footwork, back-to-the-basket kind of scorer. But people forget, he can step out behind the three-point line if he wants to. And I could totally see the Warriors kind of pulling some weird Orlando Magic in 2009 situation where you have four guys on the outside and one guy on the inside and just letting him do all the rebounding and kicking it out to wide-open people at the three-point line. So that'll be really interesting to see. DeMarcus Cousins said after the game... He felt like a kid on Christmas. Well, uh, you know, it's a couple couple weeks late, but that's a heck of a Christmas present for the Golden State Warriors. Good grief. Uh, Doc Rivers actually was quoted. He said, uh, good for him. He, he has a chance to re- rehabilitate his image as well. It's a good spot for him. And then I thought, wow, that's, that's not right. So... <laughs> I think everyone can kind of agree that this is crazy. Um, with DeMarcus Cousins signing for essentially peanuts over the, the offseason, the man's a surefire all-star and somehow only got maybe about $8.6 million, million, I think, was his deal. So that is... That's a steal for the Golden State Warriors. Even though they only have him for about half the season, the fact still remains is this second half should be real interesting. Uh, taking a trip to the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics are one of the more perplexing teams in the NBA. They have such high expectations on them with Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum kind of emerging last season due to all the injuries. and Gordon Hayward, uh, coming back from injury, uh, he hasn't quite seemed up to the same level he was in, in Utah, but um, I think we can attribute that to trying to figure out a way to gel with his teammates and figure out a way to come back after the injury. I've seen some really good games from him. I've seen some really bad games from him. It's just, it just seems to be a kind of a situation where he's just trying to figure himself out and figure out how the offense flows with him in it now. So... I think that's. I think it's really just some growing pains, and I think a lot of people are kind of overreacting a little bit. We'll see how it goes going forward. I'm really interested to see the second half of the season after the All Star break because I think that can give us uh, a lot more of an idea where the Celtics are headed. And so, coming up, we're going to talk about the NFL Conference Championships. And good grief, was this was this uh, a night. But first, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the NFL Conference Championship game. Alright, see you soon. Bye. So, welcome back to the first sports episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. Oh, heavenly days. The conference championships. This was a lot with 
bad officiating on in both games, on both sides of the ball, though one team was greatly affected more than the other in terms of the NFC Championship. But I think this is the, f- this is the first time that we've had both conference championships go into overtime. It's literally the first time this has ever happened. And a lot of people are blaming the Drake curse, and I'm inclined to agree because he... Uh, first off, I feel like Drake is to blame for a lot of things, but that we're, that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about sports. So, so first off, first game of the night, the uh, Saints and the Rams. This was it was strange. I was watching this game. I was taking some notes, and it just seemed so weird watching two kind of pretty high-powered offenses just kind of really just stagnate, stagnate for the most part during uh, the first the first half almost I think Todd Gurley said himself that he was just, he was not playing well the entire game which is why CJ Anderson got so many reps and I was looking at how hard it was for anybody to really get some offense going in the second half everything just kind of started exploding um, well so, more so the second quarter than the second half because uh, the Rams had that um, excellent drive by Jared Goff to the end zone right before right before the half um, and just looking through, just looking over that game, and at first I was like, "Oh, well, this isn't too bad officiating for the most part." And then we got to it. Well, you know, I got to talk about it. The most egregious no call in probably playoffs history uh, could have definitely changed uh, the Saints' future. We don't know for sure. However, that's one of the things that unfortunately will always be up in the air regarding sports you don't know for sure but probability indicates that the Saints would have had a much easier time uh, getting to the Super Bowl and uh, the refs certainly didn't do them any favors missing that pass interference call in the end zone that was that was that that's got to be really frustrating to look at but on the other hand you got to understand that missed calls and bad calls are part of the game. They're annoying, very, very annoying, very frustrating part of the game. But the fact still remains is we're all humans, and humans make mistakes. We're not perfect, and that goes for referees. And referees have probably the most thankless job in all of sports. So even though they made such a terrible, terrible call, and you can let them hear it, still remember that these people are are people, and don't, and a missed call does not devalue them as a human being. So. Just recognize that these people are trying to do a job, and not everyone is going to be good at their job 100% of the time. So uh, that's one of the frustrating things about sports is if they have a bad day at the office, it's just a lot more public. So just remember that. People have bad days at the office. You know who didn't have a bad day at the office? Tom Brady. You know why? Because he's Tom Brady and does Tom Brady things. Oh, my gosh. It was the craziest thing watching that final drive when first off can we just salute Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs for the games that they put together Uh, it was amazing Patrick Mahomes is doing things that we've never seen done before from the QB position he's throwing no look passes he's throwing sidearm on the run he's doing shovel pass throwing passes left-handed he's kind of it seems to me like he's reinventing the the QB position, but well, that still remains to be seen. Um, I am interested to see how he does next season. Uh, 
because it's always your first breakout year is always your first breakout year for a reason because people are not prepared for you. However, Patrick Mahomes will be circled on every team's scouting report for the rest of his life. Uh, unless he takes a severe dive next year, um, he's going to be circled on every scouting report. So looking to see how he comes back next year, I'm really excited. And Andy Reid, he just cannot. <laughs> Gosh, I feel so bad for Andy Reid because he cannot shake the monkey off of his back when it comes to getting a Super Bowl win. He's been a head coach for a long time for multiple teams and he just can't can't get it and I, I'm starting to feel bad for him honestly and the last thing you ever want to do is give Tom Brady any time left on the clock to run a drive like you have to give he, he can only do he he can only be stopped if he has less than 30 seconds I think that's the only way Tom Brady can be stopped from marching his team down the field for a touchdown as if he has less than 30 seconds to do it because they gave him, what, I think like a minute and a half to to do it, and he just ran it through. There were so many third and long conversions that he made, and two just about the same person. It was Julian Edelman just about every time. Maybe one was to, to Gronk and to – one was to Gronk, and I think one was to Hogan. But – Tom Brady, he just he finds ways to win, and that can be frustrating for some people, you know, because Patriots are probably the most hated team in all of uh, all of sports. Actually, I'd probably have to say. So, I am real interested to see how if Tom Brady decides to return for another year after the Super Bowl, um, which you know everything indicates that he will. He doesn't look like he's trying to slow down or anything like that. He's still Tom Brady, um, Max Kellerman. He has still not dropped off of a cliff. Yes, I'm looking at you, despite the fact you can't see me. Um, so Tom Brady is going to be around, I think, for a couple more years. Same with Drew Brees. They, I think Drew Brees just said that he is not, um, he's not hanging it up yet. He's still got a little more gas in the tank. And we've seen that a lot over the past couple years where – Older quarterbacks are sticking around for a little bit longer. I remember uh, back in the day, Vinny Testaverde playing at like 40 years old at quarterback was unheard of. But now we've got Brady and Breeze doing it. Uh, we had Peyton do it, although Peyton's a bit of a different story because he wasn't quite the the quarterback that he was back then. But back to Tom Brady, you you just you you gotta you gotta stop him. And I know it's the hardest thing to do in football is stop Tom Brady from being Tom Brady. But I'm going to need you to figure it out. And I, I really think that we're doing the teams a disservice with the current overtime rules. I think that the way it's set up, it essentially, with with the ability to score a touchdown, you can win the game just on a coin flip. Now you're like, oh, well, they have their defense out there. Well, that defense has been – their defense could have been playing that last drive, and they're probably exhausted. So with that, if you lose a coin flip, that's pretty much it, and you're over there just getting diced, and they march their team up the field and they win. Um, I think the college 
system has a really good idea where they just go back and forth until uh, there aren't two scores. I think with the professional, it'd have to be a little bit different, maybe from the 50-yard line to the 25 or the 30, I think, in college. Uh, it would be a lot more... Um, it would be a lot more compelling, and it wouldn't necessarily take the game and the game from a a coin flip. So, those are just my thoughts on the game. On the games, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys think about it. Uh, feel free to comment on the podcast. Uh, send me a link on. Send me some stuff on Twitter. I'm at uh, at Gaius Octavian one three. So I'm right there. I see you. Yeah, you. Yeah, don't hide from me. Okay, so that's going to end the old conference championships. Moving on to hockey right after this. has happened in the music city just today as i'm recording this i got this message i get some some notes in my phone sent to me via espn and uh the nhl app that peter laviolette the head coach for the nashville predators has won his 600th game which is maddening because it is He's only the 20th NHL coach to do it ever and the second U.S.-born head coach to do it ever. Um, He's spent 17 seasons as a head coach uh, with the Islanders, Hurricanes, the Flyers, and now the Preds. And it's been fascinating to see the way he's turned the Predators around um, because when they were originally just the expansion team, they were always not really doing so hot, but the last couple years they have been seen as this uh, contending team every year with the improbable Stanley Cup run two years ago and the, the playoff run yesterday uh, last year. It's been really interesting seeing the culture change in Nashville as well as watching. So I, I went to high school right outside of Nashville. And so I'm a little biased, I'm not going to lie. Uh, my nephew, uh, who hopefully you'll meet as I, I plan on having him be my uh, special Predators insider at some point in time. Uh, the kid knows everything about the Predators. It's terrifying how much he knows. And watching essentially a, a, a town that worships college football and just football in general, in, in college, high school, professional, just embrace a, a hockey team. And let's let's all be clear, Nashville is not your traditional hockey market. And just to see how much the city has gotten behind the Predators has always been really fascinating to see. And it's a lot of fun. If you've ever if you ever get a chance to go to a Predators game, man, are you it's don't miss it. It's it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of throwing of catfishes, catfish, catfish eye. However you say it, there's a lot of there's a lot of catfish flying about at uh, Bridgestone Arena. Plus the food, outstanding, and I love food, so any excuse. But again, congratulations to Peter Laviolette, 600th game one, that is outstanding. And so we're gonna finish up 
today's podcast. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. We're almost over with a little stuff about uh, WWE and UFC. We're going to start off with the UFC stuff. Greg Hardy um, is the story I I, want to talk about. Uh, We can talk about Dillashaw getting knocked out in 32 seconds, but there's... That there, that's the story. Dillashaw got knocked out in 32 seconds. Um, but Greg Hardy had his UFC debut um, over over the weekend, and he was uh, on the undercard for the the Dillashaw fight. And I've been seeing a lot of articles. So Greg Hardy, if you're not familiar, he was a former All Pro defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys and the. Um, Carolina Panthers. Greg Hardy was one of the first people to get uh, disciplined by the NFL for domestic violence. And I do not like Greg Hardy. I do not care for him in the slightest. I think that um, anyone who puts their hands on their significant other needs to be dealt with uh, significantly. Uh, see what I did there? And But I've been noticing a lot of the narrative regarding his 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 fight that he had. He got disqualified uh, for throwing an illegal knee against uh, a downed opponent, and a lot of people are writing these articles in terms of Greg Hardy was super malicious when he did it. He threw this knee on purpose. He's you know a savage. Da 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 da. Um, which I don't necessarily think is fair. Um, well, I don't like I said I don't like him. I think that he's only... This was his fourth professional fight. He is undefeated before that. He just got called up from his developmental deal with UFC for this fight. And I know that's not the way he wanted to start out. Um, what ended up happening was he was just kind of getting getting this guy in his opponent, and his opponent falls to one knee. And the rule is you're not supposed to, you know go for, um, I think, head strikes with uh, a knee. It's kind of a more obscure rule, and you're wondering, like, it's UFC. What's the what's the big deal? Well, it's just about uh, fighter safety in that case. you got to give him an opportunity to get up, I guess. Um, and Greg Hardy threw a knee, and it impacted, and he got uh, the ref, came in, broke it up, and disqualified Greg Hardy for throwing an illegal knee. And... Dana White has said after the after the the fact that he doesn't think that it was malicious and, and I agree I think it was more of a I am hopped up on adrenaline this is my first UFC fight uh, my first televised UFC fight on a pay-per-view he's hyped up he's excited and he's new he's really really new he's uh, taken to this really well but he's still again really new and I think um uh, in this case, we need to not necessarily write with the narrative that he is trying to prey on his opponent's weaknesses or anything like that, which, I mean, kind of are supposed to in UFC, but, you know, it was less malicious and more uh, of a rookie mistake. So I think we need to have uh, a little... Um, I think we need to... F- think about what we're trying to communicate and how we're trying to communicate it uh, in our writing and the way we talk about things. Moving on to World Wrestling Entertainment. 
there was a lot that happened on uh, the last last couple weeks of wrestling, and I, for one, am a fan of all of it. Um, we are on the road. The road to WrestleMania starts on Sunday with the Royal Rumble. I look forward to talking about that on Monday. Good grief. That'll be into, I know, a podcast all of its own. But a little, a little, little rundown of the WWE title picture as of right now. Uh, Bobby Lashley, who I have been a big proponent and fan of since uh, his days at Impact Wrestling, TNA, um, has finally gotten WWE gold. Uh, he got a title that he never had before in the Intercontinental Championship, which I think is the perfect title for him right now. I think it is going to help raise his, his stock in WWE a lot if he can have a memorable and exciting run, heel run with that title, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Um, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan is lined up for the Royal Rumble, and there's a lot of people who don't really quite know how to feel about this. Daniel Bryan is a heel. He is a bad guy. He is running down like consumerism and just everything America values every time he steps on the microphone. And he's not wrong, really, in anything that he's saying. So it's very tricky for AJ Styles to kind of become the good guy in advocating for consumerism and, you know, killing the earth and whatnot. So it's it's a little bit it's a little bit hard. I think AJ does the best job he can in terms of trying to uh, be like, hey, these people can spend their hard-earned money on whatever they want. I think that's a an, an excellent message to send, um, and I think he's doing as as the best job he can. And we already know if you don't watch wrestling, um, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are two of the best wrestlers in the entire world. And if you ever get a chance to watch them wrestle each other, it's gonna be it's gonna be fireworks every time. And I'm I for one am so looking forward to that match of the Royal Rumble. Uh, we've got women's tag team titles coming up, guys and ladies especially. These are for you, women's tag team titles. It's gonna be really interesting to see how they implement them. We've only seen one set of championship titles that have been released, so I'm hoping they'll just float between the brands and we'll see who who gets a shot at them. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes, and I'm interested to see your predictions for that. So go ahead and tweet me again. Uh, again, I'll, I'll give you all the information at the end of the show, too. Um, and it finally happened. We're getting it. The match we have been waiting for, Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. If you don't know who Finn Balor is, I suggest you look him up. They call him the extraordinary man that does extraordinary things because that's exactly what he does. He's fantastic. He is an Irish Adonis, and he's just, just the best. And, of course, everyone knows who Brock Lesnar is. Brock Lesnar is the most terrifying lobster on the face of the earth. If you see his his facials, he he can he is so good at wrestling that he can tell Vince McMahon I'm just going to show up later on and you know and they'll pay him for it. 
and he deserves every penny of it because he is he is that good. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what the two of them can put together at the Royal Rumble. I think it's going to be uh, a great match. And then what I think is the most important and most exciting match at the Royal Rumble, outside of the Rumbles themselves, is my favorite match stipulation ever, is Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch, the man, is without a doubt the most exciting superstar on any WWE roster. She is the best, just the best. If you've ever, just, if you don't follow her on Twitter, do it. It's so worth it because she will destroy people on a regular basis, and it is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, and Asuka is a vicious competitor, and she is an excellent performer, and I look forward to seeing this. I just look forward to the Rumble. There's going to be so much stuff to hap- that happens. Um, it's going to be great, and I, I, for one, can't wait. So... WWE, WWE Network, first month is free. Only $9.99 per month. Yes, no, they don't pay me, uh, but I think it's a great deal. So if you get a chance, do it. That just about does it for the first ever episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. It's a little rough, I know. I'm doing the best I can with the equipment that I have and trying to figure out the best way to go about things and the best way to communicate these stories and this information to you. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. You guys enjoyed listening to my ramblings about sports and whatnot. And I am so looking forward to Thursday. I really think you guys enjoy it. Um, it's the first episode of my podcast, uh, the Dungeons Dragons portion of the podcast. Uh, it's called Rise of an Empire, and we've got some great people who are involved in it, um, who are my players, and uh, we also record it at this nerd bar in Orlando called the Cloak and Blaster. So if you're ever in Orlando, check it out. Um, if you have any questions regarding the podcast, if you want to just tweet me and yell at me, telling me how dumb I am and I don't really talk about anything or that I am, I don't know. If you just want to talk, then hit me up on Twitter, Gaius Octavian 13 One more time, at Gaius Octavian 13 G-A-I-U-S-O-C-T-A-V-I-A-N-1-3. I look forward to hearing from you guys. I hope you enjoyed this first episode as much as I loved recording it. Um, We'll figure things out a little ways as we go. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys on Thursday. All right. See ya. See ya.